Good day. I hope you're ready for this one today because we're gonna we're gonna convene a grand jury to talk about something which I know you're going to find fascinating. And if I can, I'm going to try to take you through the legal theories, the legal thinking behind what is going on involving a case that I want to teach you to take what you feel and separate it. But before we begin, let me say that I want to thank you for being with us. Thank you for being a part of our family. I am going to tonight... I did this last night. We had a 6.30 p.m. We're going to do two-a-days. We used to do these. We have morning briefings, and I think 7 p.m. works fine, Eastern Time. So it's a two-a-day to allow you the chance to get kind of like a, like a, a review of the day, of what's going on. So 8 a.m. and 7 p.m., but you've got to make sure that you are subscribed to this channel because sometimes we might might be one during the day. We might we have new videos, we have new things that are going on. This is what's new. This is the reality. This is the way news will work. It's not like anything you've seen before. It's it's different. So you have to know when we are live so you can participate. So please subscribe. Number 1 and hit that notification bell or whatever it's called so that you're made aware of this. Very, very simple. And like the video because, as you know, algorithms are what make everything important. Algorithms are... and metrics and the like. Okay. And also, thank you for your support. Thank you for your kindness. Thank you for supporting us with with following and with super chats and... Super stickies and all that stuff. Now, let's talk about this. Here is the story, and I want to give you the entire background before we get into this. This is what's important. I want you to be able to say, here is what I think. This is the way the law handles things, and this is the way ultimately it will be addressed. What I think has nothing to do with reality. (laughs) I found that out. What I think has nothing to do with reality. The music I think is good, nobody cares about. I see stuff that's just incredible. Other people don't even recognize it. Here is the story and listen to what we are seeing. Whenever you read a story, do not go to the news source that you agree with. Go to what other people are saying who might report on something differently than you see. Okay. A 24-year-old former Marine, it is reported, put an erratic, loud, obstreperous, violent subway passenger in a headlock. It's not a headlock. It's a choke. Naked, rear choke, whatever you want to call it, until he died. And it was captured on camera. The fight broke on, broke out at the Broadway Lafayette station on Monday. 
when a 30-year-old man identified by the New York Post as Jordan Neely entered the subway car and started threatening passengers. Witnesses reported that he was acting in a hostile and erratic manner before a younger man put him into what some people call a headlock, some can call it a chokehold, and held him there until he was unconscious. In a clip, video clip that was, of course, taken by people who are at the scene, the younger man could be seen holding uh, Mr. Neely down on the floor while he tried to free himself from this lock, this headlock or choke, whatever you want to call it, before suddenly going limp. The Marine, the former Marine, was arrested after the fight and Mr. Neely was taken to the Lenox Hill Hospital where he was pronounced dead. And police at right now, as we speak, as we speak, police and the District Attorney Alvin Bragg are trying to figure out what to do. Now, it has been ruled that the cause of death is a homicide. Let me explain what that means. This is important to note. A homicide. There are five, 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 five um, types of death. Okay? Death. The, the, the best way is the mnemonic, not the acronym. I should say, what am I saying? Not a, not a mnemonic. Pardon me, it is an acronym. People use acronym incorrectly. It is an acronym. And NASH, think of this. A mnemonic is a, is a word, uh, like a, a series of letters that are, that are a, a, a sentence, like uh, kings play chess on Friday, generally speaking, is kingdom of phylum order... Uh, King, uh, King's play chess, uh, uh, kingdom, phylum, class, order, uh, family, genus, species, right? See, this is an acronym. This is NASH, natural, accidental, suicide, or homicide. And the fifth is theoretically un, undetermined. Paul Rodriguez, Raul, rather, <coughs> muchísimas gracias. And manual crepitations for you, sir. This is, of course, how I symbolize my love and respect for you and my thank by, by taking the power of nature and reducing it to this familiar and yet tragic sound in some respects. So thank you. Now, when he comes in, if he dies, was the cause of death, was it natural? Well, it's interesting. It could be natural because he might have died for other reasons. He might have had he might have expired accidental or, or ad adjacent to this. That's number one. Could be natural. It was his time to go and you just happened to have this hold on him. Accidental? Well, yes, normally accidental we think sometimes in terms of your accident, not somebody who accidentally does something to you. Suicide, well, it wasn't suicide. Homicide is death caused by someone else. Death at the hands of someone else. When people are, are, are executed on their death certificate, it says, 
homicide. Somebody else. Unexplained is obviously in the case of uh, Kaylee Anthony, Casey Anthony's daughter. They found a, a skull. They don't know what it was. So right now, you're going to probably say that compression, asphyxiation, I guarantee you there's going to be far more review of this case that was done in the Epstein matter. But it is not at all unlikely or uncommon for this to happen. Now let me stop right there. and Let me put this story aside for a moment. I have been waiting for this to happen like you... Well, for the longest time. Why do I say that? We live in an ultimate fighting world right now. An ultimate fighting world. Rear naked choke this. I remember one time. They had, it was an interview with uh, Dr. Michael Bodden. And he was talking about, believe it or not, I believe it was uh, Jeffrey Epstein. And he was on with uh, uh, Sean Hannity. And Sean Hannity, I remember seeing this, Sean Hannity could not stop talking, which he does oftentimes, where he will, he will do all the talking, and the guest is sitting there like, what the hell am I doing here? And if he says bleach bit, I don't know what it was. He's a tremendous talent. But he does have this idiosyncratic tendency to do too much talking. And he was telling Michael Biden about, well, it's a rear, it's a rear naked chokehold. Because I do this. Because, Dr. Biden, you probably don't know this, I'm a martial arts. It's my CIA pin, too. So not only am I a government agent, which I let the people know, I'm an expert at this. Okay. Everybody's into this. Joe Rogan, Boss Rutan, UFC, Sleepers, Carotid Restraints, plus, plus a plethora of YouTube videos of vigilantes coming to the aid and putting someone to sleep and instead of just taking them out and letting go, allowing the blood to return and everything like that, they, it's, it's not this prolonged there for X amount of time. And I don't know if anybody ever sits there and says, now, let's talk about two things at our UFC class. Number one is how to apply this. We called it the sleeper hold. It's been around since the beginning of time. Carotid restraint. You got it? Hypoxia, anoxia. That's it. You got it? This is what happens. It's a choke. Technically, there was a fellow, and people get into this thing about a choke. A choke is a, ah, ah. When you hear that, somebody's, somebody is gasping for air. This is different. You just It just lights out. It's a different story. This is what happens when people will sometimes hang themselves on doorknobs and things like that. You do not need a lot of f- pressure. See, there's this, there's this thing. I don't want to get in too, too much into this. And please, I don't. If there are children listening, do do not do this. But but we, but we, we we have to understand this because if we're going to talk about this subject, we have to have at least a rudimentary understanding as to how things work. First and foremost, first and foremost, let me explain to you this. This idea 
somehow of the hangman, of people dropping and, and all that, that's from the movies. That's from... That's Hollywood. Yes, it's been done, and yes, it's been done before. But if you've seen how it's very simple to do this, there are folks, and you've seen them in various countries, where people sometimes are executed at the end of a, of a, of a cannon, you know, the, the barrel, the, uh, not the turret, but the barrel of a, of a cannon. They'll put somebody, they'll just lift it up, and people will kick a little bit, and that's it. It's gone. There's no dropping. There's none of that stuff. What I'm trying to do is stop this choking business, this UFC stuff. Don't do this. Don't do this. You don't know what you're doing. Nobody ever says, I guarantee you, and I love these people, Joe Rogan, who's terrific, of course, I'm a big fan, Boss Rutan, how do I get, how do you get rid of a, get of a rear naked choke? Nobody says this, don't do this. You're going to kill somebody. What? It's not putting them to sleep. Sounds so quaint, doesn't it? It's like when your dog, you put your dog to sleep. Yes, it's called putting your dog down. Don't do this. You don't know what's happening here. You see these videos on TV. Oh, he's a, he's a hero. And by the way, this is not meant in any way to slight this young man. I'm just talking about this, this thing that people are doing. It's the same thing I want to tell you about guns. If you want to use a gun, if you want to, if you think people should all be armed, are you kidding me? Seriously. You know, I, I am an absolute Second Amendment fan, as I am a fan and an adherent to the Constitution of the United States. I believe in the Constitution. Tench Cox. I, I, I visit his grave in Philadelphia. This is the father, this Tench Cox is the greatest, one of our great forebears who speaks about the militia, but I am telling you this. It's easier, there's theory and there's practice. So when you do this, because you've been watching TV, and you've been watching Boss Rutan, who's very entertaining, and all these people, all of a sudden, Muay Thai and the Gracie, uh, and all of this stuff. That's wonderful. But they go like this, pop up, and that's it. Okay, there's a tap up, the guy goes out, he's out, that's it. And even that's kind of scary. Hypoxia? Carotid restraint? You sure you know what you're doing? But luckily, it's this. Done. Or people tap out before they go out, or whatever it is. And, there, and there's so many ways to do it. Legs, and, and it's really something. It's a great equalizer. Have you seen these videos of these smaller, kind of more, quote, petite women who go in, and because they're so wiry, they get some big hulking guy, and on leg, your legs are, are like, I don't care who you are, your leg... Of a of a girl is like the bicep of of uh, of uh, you know Franco Colombo Colombo, not Colombo Colombo. I don't want to get into this stuff, but you really have to understand how this thing works because you're seeing this. We live in a world where it's immersed in this ultimate fighting stuff. And we think, because nobody even fights anymore. Nobody stands like this. No, it's all takedowns and 
My favorite, I don't know, she's in my flat. This is where people are going to get um, full body slams. On, 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 on concrete, there is, a, there is a video. You've seen this before of this kind of a hulking kid, very passive, very passive, who's being pushed by this smaller kid. Push, push, push. And then one day, the, the, or one moment, the larger uh, student says, I've had enough of this, picks the kid up, and I mean slams him on cement. If that head hits the wrong way, it's a Christopher Reeve like that. If he dies, it's murder or involuntary manslaughter or reckless disregard, second degree, whatever it is. And you can talk about... Well, he had it coming. Oh yeah. Okay. Let me. We'll get to the law part in a moment. This is where we are right now. And you want to give guns to people? Are you kidding me? And you'll never see a better. Do I believe in carry permits? Absolutely. Open carry? No. Lauren Bobert? No. No. AR fifteens? About no. 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 Mm. See, that's where. Reality, in theory, is a different story. You see, I believe that drugs should not be subject, the possession of drugs should not be the subject of criminal prosecution, but we are, we are being destroyed in New York by virtue of these cannabis shops and this, these, these, these demented people constantly walking around, gooned out of their minds, Okay? So theory is one thing, reality and practicality are a different story. Now, back to this story. Is it a homicide? Probably. Probably. What does the law say? What does the law say? I'm glad you asked. Number one, do you have the right to defend yourself and others? Absolutely. Absolutely. Self-defense, you betcha. If this Marine were to go in front of this man and say, hey, leave these people alone, and the fellow were to try to swing at the at the Marine and he hits him and knocks him out, you could say, well, this was clearly self-defense, and that self-defense was warranted because he was defending others. Clean. Imagine this scenario. A uh, homeless man. Again, they're always called homeless. He was mentally ill. He's not homeless. He's mentally ill. Anyway. And not... Let me stop right there. Stop. Stop. 99.99% of all mentally ill people are not violent. When you say mentally ill, think diabetic. Think, you know, somebody who has a... a Irritable bowel syndrome. I mean, it's 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 current, but it doesn't mean that they're necessarily violent because we use the word homeless sometimes as metaphors and replacements for for mental illness. I mean, for and mental illness does not mean violence. All right. That being said, in this case, if they if if these if this marine had gone in and hit him, and let's say he fell back and hit his head, hey, that's an accident. Because what he did up to that moment was fine. But here's the kicker. And this is, this is where you're going to really pay attention. And I've got a friend of mine 
who was telling me about how he was going to get a shotgun or a rifle to protect his home, and he couldn't answer any questions as to when he could even use this. The rule is simple. You must meet force with force. If you want to defend yourself, go ahead, but force with force. What do I mean? If somebody says, hey, fatso, oh yeah, bang, no, 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 no. Words alone, fighting words on a blind, okay, whatever. If somebody comes up to your car and says, you, and this really gets interesting. This, this really, in some jurisdictions, listen to what I'm saying. Assault. Normally, assault is attempted battery. Battery is the impermissible touching of another against their will. This is battery. If, if you walk up to somebody, if you kiss somebody, that's battery. You touch somebody against their will without permission. And there was no mistake. You know, there was no, like, when you go, hey, how are you? No, 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 there was a greeting. No. The most insignificant of touching can be a battery. You don't have to hurt anybody. Aggravated battery ups it a little bit. It's kind of like the, the Trump scenario of the business records. Becoming a felony. You take some core behavior, you add some facts on, and all of a sudden you elevate it. Take battery, simple battery, or assault, as called in most, a lot of jurisdictions. They don't make a distinction between attempted battery and battery. Anyway. Um, but that's why, by the way, if assault is attempted battery, there really can be no such thing as attempted assault because assault would be attempted, attempted battery, which doesn't make any sense. In any event. So, take battery and then add a little bit to it. Add a de- great bodily harm or a deadly weapon, and now you've got aggravated battery or mayhem or all these other particular words and phrases. Ladies and gentlemen, John McGuire couldn't get higher, says, I think it's self-defense considering police department don't face similar charges for accidents. However, I tend to think he'll get involuntary manslaughter with probation only. John McGuire, first of all, thank you. Thank you very much. Let's take what you say. Number one, considering the police don't face similar charges for accidents. Police are in a different position because we give police the ability to carry a gun, to have a badge, to touch people. Police can do stuff to you. You can't do to anybody else. Police can walk into your home, theoretically. They, they can pull you over. You can't pull people over. They can tell you to stop. They can order you to stop. They can throw you in the back of a car. And if you did it, it would be kidnapping or um, false imprisonment, which is the kidnapping statute. You can't. That's why people say, whoa, citizen's arrest. Don't you stay away from that citizen's arrest. I don't even know what the hell that means. People talk about this citizen's arrest. What does that mean? Police can do things you can't. Police carry a gun. Police can say, halt. You can't do that. Police officer can tase you. You can't do that. Police officer has a dog. They can send a dog into you. You can't do that. So a police officer, they don't face similar charges because we, by virtue of their badge, we contract with them. We say, you know what we're going to do? We're going to give you, and by the way, limited liability is a problem they're doing. They, they want to get away with it. 
I can't imagine anybody wanting to be a cop now. Cannot imagine for the life of me anybody who wants to be a cop now. Um, now, you think it's self-defense. Well, John, here's the issue. It is self-defense, but did he meet, did he, again, address the level of force? What was he doing? Now, here is the thing. If the evidence, and remember what I'm telling you, don't read, don't, don't, Pay attention to what you read in the newspaper. Don't pay, pay attention to what you... In the newspaper. Don't... Whatever you see online, you don't know anything. Because you can get... There may be somebody at the end of the train who says, Oh, no, no. He said, I'm going to kill you. Oh, no, no. He went for something in his hand. Oh, no, no. He had he had something and he dropped it. What? He had a bottle. I didn't know that. Well, it wasn't in the paper. I've got it. See, now we have video cameras. You've got to get all the evidence. So we don't know anything. We don't know. It, it might be absolutely uh, uh, fine and normal. We don't know. We don't, we don't know. Um, but here's the thing. You, you left it, you left it, uh, uh, this choke on the whole time? Now, Let's make it really complicated, okay? Remember, what was your intent? My intent wasn't to hurt him. My intent was to make him stop. My intent was to protect fellow passengers. That was my intent. My intent wasn't to hurt him. I'm not interested in hurting him. I'm not a, I'm not a bad guy. He was intending to hurt people, if anybody, one could argue. Well, what force did you use? We're back to that again. I did a choke. May I ask you a question? Yes. You're a former Marine. Imagine this. Yes. You're not a Marine anymore? Yeah. I, I imagine you were uh, honorably discharged. Okay. Did you receive any particular training when you were a uh, Marine? Yes. What training did you receive? Did you have hand-to-hand -hand combat? Yes. You were trained how to kill, were you not? You were, you're a Marine. America's premier fighting force. Is that true? Yes. And uh, were, were you ever... Do, do you have any particular... A passions for other? Do you do you know anything about ultimate fighting, mixed martial arts? Or, oh, you do. Do you do you study that? Yes. Do you have any information or any any special knowledge as to when to to release? Even in mixed martial art, you tap out. What did you think you would would happen if you didn't let go of somebody when you're? And let's say choke. Let let's use the word choke. It's not really a choke. It's different. There was a fellow, a little timeout, in on Staten Island. Remember him? What was his name? Remember him? He was selling Lucy's cigarettes. And he was big hulking guy. And the store owners called the police and said, get him out of here. He's standing in front of our stores trying to sell loose cigarettes. And he's just causing problems and and the police came, Staten Island, I believe, and they said, time for you to leave. And he says, no, I'm not. He'd been arrested, like, I don't know how many times, 100 times. He, he had more arrest history than the police did. A police officer got him into some kind of a hold. Uh, it was, huh? Eric what? Yes, Eric Barnard. Barner? Gar Eric Garner, yes. I can't hear. Eric Garner, yes. He 
was the subject of this. And the police were under scrutiny because they said this is an illegal choke. Well, it really wasn't a choke. He tried to just, just restrain him and he didn't apply it correctly. And the issue was, did he die in the in the ambulance or whatever because of a heart attack? He was very overweight. He had pre-existing issues. Comorbidity. Where have you heard that one before? So, it's a, so causation is interesting. Because remember, just because somebody dies, you got to figure out what was the cause of the death. Did this precipitate? Well, what if the person has some type of medical predisposition to heart arrhythmias or whatever? Well, there's an old legal doctrine that says you find, it's called the eggshell, the eggshell victim or the eggshell plaintiff or the eggshell. You find your victim as they are. Let's assume somebody was born with an eggshell skull so so fine that if you tapped it, it would shatter, it would fracture. You don't know that. But you go up to somebody and you hit him. And somebody says, wait a minute. I didn't know he had that. You find your victim as they are. So if this gentleman had a uh, pre-existing medical condition, that's the way it is. This is what you've got to keep in mind when you want to jump in. This is what you've got to keep in mind when you decide one day to, to pull a weapon. If you ever do, you, you have just entered into, your intentions may be great, you may be wanting to help out, but we don't know. It depends upon all the evidence. Imagine, because now with, with cameras, it changes everything. Imagine November 22nd, 1963, Dallas, Texas. Imagine if everybody had a camera during the Kennedy assassination. What would that be like? You would have different... Okay. Now, let me tell you what's happening right now. Listen to what is happening. Everyone knows. Everyone knows that as we speak, there are teams ready to immediately move in. Ben Crump, the lawyer that has... uh, 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 George Floyd, or whatever, he's there. Al Sharp, it's like, it's like a like a response team, like a shock troop. They're just ready to move in. Al Sharp already have. You're going to see uh, candlelight vigils. I hope no violence, dear God, no. You you have the right to protest all you want. This is America, First Amendment. But you will see the team ready to move in. Just ready. You will you will be amazed at the lightning speed of immediately going to Alvin Bragg, going to him. What are you going to do about it? What are you going to do? This is a white former Marine and an African-American uh, sick man who, and you're going to see his family. He's going to say he was a lover. And it's true. It's true. And you're going to hear people say, look, he might have been, he might have been, Yelling and screaming and saying things, but he didn't. He didn't hurt anybody. Maybe he did. Again, we don't know. Maybe he did hurt somebody. Maybe I don't know. It depends upon the facts. But as we speak, I'm telling you, you know what's happening. They're moving in, ready to go. The teams are in place. 
This is precisely what is going to happen. This is going to happen. Watch what I'm saying. Watch what happens. Watch specifically this unravel. Okay? Watch it unravel. It's important. It's critical to see this. Because you're going to see a movement. Now, the thing is, we don't know about this one. This is not the police, but a private citizen. This is a private citizen who tried to do the right thing. The facts are different than George Floyd. George Floyd, the optics, you can argue all about whether he he died of an opioid. Over doesn't matter. When he had that knee on him, that was it. That was it. It was done. We don't even want to hear about that. The facts are what's going to be critical to this. The facts are what's going to determine what happens with this. The facts are. Now, you and I could say, you know what? This is ridiculous. This, this, the man tried to do whatever it is. And that's fine. But here's the question. Number one, once you had him down, once he was a little bit slowed down, once he was on his back, were there other people trying to help you? Why didn't you let go of him? Why didn't you let go of this restraint? This is what they're going to ask him. Did you not know what you were doing? Did you figure I'll just... You know, if you if you continue, a if somebody is out and you... And I don't know how long he had this on him. I don't know. I'm not... Again, I don't believe anything I read in the paper. I don't believe any of the news. I, I just don't believe it. But assuming, you could say, this was like how many minutes? No, no. Now you're negligent. This is manslaughter. Forget what happened. You, you, you were absolutely correct in jumping in. But just because you jump in doesn't mean you can do whatever you want. For example, let's assume that I, instead of doing the carotid restraint, I happen to have a a rope with me, I don't know why, or a belt or something. And I decide that I'm. this guy is harassing people. He's bothering passengers. He's really going out of his way to... Let's assume that what I do is I take my belt and I wrap it around his neck and I, you know, I'm on his back and I get him and I stop him. People are uh, able to get away. The situation is quelled. But I don't let go of him. I keep pulling this belt around his neck. And he's limp. And I keep pulling the belt. Are you going to assume? I'm not saying that's what happened. Please. This is a hypothetical. Are you telling me that you don't see anything wrong with that? You're going to say, well, it's the way it goes. You know the guy was uh, he was acting up and uh, he got what's coming to him. Are you are you serious? And and if that was your relative, you you would say that. Are you kidding me? What are you talking about? What are you even remotely? What are you talking about? See, it's easy for us to say these things. These are these are very easy things to say. But the facts change. Now, there is also what we see in this country right now. There was a case of, where was the uh, um, security guard? 
Yeah, but what which door was it? Where there was a Walgreens, it was a security guard who got into it with somebody, and the person said, "Hey, don't don't uh, bother me. We can do whatever we want. The police won't do anything." And we're seeing more and more of the Good Samaritan who was being charged. And no interest whatsoever in terms of the bad Samaritan, if that's such a thing, being charged. There's no, there's no, you don't, pardon me? Yeah. We have this other case, there was a, there was a a New York City bodega owner or something who stabbed somebody, he was trying to protect himself. Now this is the perception here. Now you only you 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 have to be brain dead to wonder, to not see what's happening. The people who are the bad guys are let go, cash bail, no bond, let them go. Wait till restorative justice comes in. We'll get to this in a moment. And the CRITS, C R I T, the Critical Legal Studies folks, which gave rise to critical, and we'll talk about that in a moment. This is this is a movement that we're seeing here now. Alvin Bragg doesn't know what he's doing right now. He ha- he is the district attorney for La- uh, for Los Angeles, for uh, New York. He's got the, the 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 Trump case which is horrible. And by the way, speaking of horrible cases, Trump's uh sexual ba- uh, sexual assault charge against E.G. or involving Eugene Carroll. Oh my god. That that thing is They're going to find him absolutely liable for this. And we'll talk about that in a moment. Why? Because of the standards is easier. Number one, I wish and I hope that Dana White and uh, Joe Rogan, uh, and I don't blame these people. I'm not even suggesting this, but I wish Boss Rutan would say, listen, we are professionals we are in a cage, in a the octagon. We we are in a cage. We do not mean to suggest to you that you can use our techniques in a bar fight, wrestling with your sister, or anything like that. This is a, this is a serious problem. There are pe- people who are out there who I'm telling you, who are acting in ways that. It's like no, but people aren't even fighting anymore the way they used to square off and you know, come on, let's go. Nothing. It's it's because it's ultimate fighting. And and what we used to think about like taekwondo and no, this is like combat fighting. This is this is a different story altogether. Okay, I want to talk about the Trump case in a criminal case. The burden of proof. What does that mean? In a criminal case, let's assume you're the jury. And in the, and in the jury, the jury says, okay, the case has been put on. The, the case is uh, uh, the done, you know, whatever it is. Uh, it closed. Now we're going to deliberate. In a criminal case, did the prosecutor prove the case beyond and to the exclusion of every reasonable doubt. What's a reasonable doubt? Okay. Imagine a teeter-totter. Remember that swing set? I mean, uh, um, teeter-totter, there's another name for it. Seesaw. Remember that little thing? And if you would, 
one ways, you know, more. I remember you could, if you hit the bottom, you could send somebody off of it. Anyway. This is 50-50, let's assume. Straight across. They weigh exactly the same. If your seesaw is 50-50, you haven't proved anything. So let's assume you're a juror and you say, well, the prosecutor has the burden of proof or the plaintiff has a burden of proof in a civil case. Civil case, remember, wants damages, wants money. Doesn't want anything, wants money. Prosecutor wants jail, wants justice. If it's at 50%, if the prosecutor basically is snake eyes, just he, it's likely that he did do it or didn't do it. It's just dead even. That is not guilty. Period. Same thing for civil. It's just not like you didn't prove your case. Defense verdict. A, a rule for the defendant. Plaintiff, you lost your case. So if E. Jean Carroll in a civil case hits this, if the jury says it's just as likely that he did it or he didn't do it, it's really either or, no good. If this were a criminal case, that seesaw would have to be like that. I mean, you really got to prove. E. Jean Carroll would really have to prove that President Trump uh, battered her or sexually assaulted her, blah, 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 blah. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, very, very. That's, that's reasonable doubt. But in a criminal matter, all you have to prove is just a little bit over 50%. Is it more likely than not that this happened? The preponderance of the evidence, just a little bit, that's the easiest thing in the world. So he's going to be found liable. He put on no case. He wasn't there. His defense lawyer asked questions that I don't even know what he's even talking about. You have other witnesses who give over, yep, he did that to me, he did that to me. Yeah, but you don't remember what year it was. Really? Really? Well, Lisa Bernbach, or whatever her name is, her friend, the, the, uh, the author says, well, I remember talking to her on the phone. I remember when she told me that. I remember... I remember exactly what happened. I remember exactly where I was and what she told me. And it was about that time. Might have been, I don't know the year, but I know what happened. I know what happened. Okay, well, there goes that one. Well, how come you didn't yell? How come you didn't scream? Oh, my God. Why are you asking that? If you're going to have to do this, if you're going, if you insist, if you're Joe Tacopina or Joe Tapioca, as my friend calls it, if you're Joe Tacopina and you have to ask questions, do it like this. You didn't scream, did you? No. You didn't make a noise, did you? No. You didn't summon anyone for help? No. You didn't yell, police, help? No. You didn't do any of that? No. That's a leading question. Limit yes, no, yes, no, yes, no. You had four-inch heels, yes. You had this on, yes. It was a Tuesday, yes. You recognized the president, yes. You had a smile on, yes. You don't like the president, do you? No. You, uh, uh, let's say you, you, you blogged about the president, yes. You don't like him, yes. You did this, yes. 
yes, no, yes, no, yes. Sit down, that's it. And then in closing, you can then bring up all this stuff. And she didn't make any noise. You don't ask her, well, why didn't you say something? Never ask a question you don't know the answer to, and, or if you do know the answer, never give somebody an open-ended question. This is their, this is their witness. I can't say this enough. Why do I want to, why do I want to talk to their witness in front of a jury unless I've got something that I can say that might plant a seed? Here's here's a great cross examination. Sometimes they'll bring a mother. Let's say you're, uh, in the case of a defendant, his mother takes a stand. Mrs. Uh, Mrs. Williams, yes. You're the defendant's mother, aren't you? Yes. And you wouldn't want to see anything bad happen to him, now would you? No. Thank you very much. That's it. And then later on, you say, well, what that means is, of course she's not going to testify against her son. It's his son. But you don't tell her that. Because you'll say, wait a minute, no, no, I may not want to see my son get in trouble, but I swore under oath, I'm not going to risk a perjury. And you're opening yourself up for, why are you doing this? If you really have to do this, you don't even have to ask her that. You could tell the jury, I hope my mother would testify on my behalf. Wouldn't you? Come on. I don't mean any harm towards your mother. She's a good mother. She's a great... Years ago... I was on WABC and Alan Dershowitz had, there was a story about how police, this is a while ago, how police were lear- learned how to lie. It's called test-a-lying. And he said in some particular context, it was something, he, he didn't say that all police are lying, but he said that it's, it's well known or it happens or whatever. So lo and behold, the board op says, line three, it's Dershowitz's mother. She's on the phone. So I take her, very nice lady. And she basically says, you know, I don't like what you're saying about my son. I said, you know what, you're a good mother. And she says, no, wait a minute, I'm not, I'm not uh, saying this because I'm, no, I understand this. But he must be really lucky to have you. And it's all I did. She was so nice. I even sent her flowers. Just she was, It's his mother. He's, she's nice. He calls up. Later, she told him, you call this guy up and, you know. And I said, you got a great mom. You I'm not so crazy about. But anyway, it was, he's, he's a professional. He's a professional witness. By the way, he did one of the worst talk radio shows I've ever heard in my life. Two radio shows that were an abomination. This was in the... 90s, I think. Alan Dershowitz and Mario Cuomo. Oh my God. It was just horrible. He's a lot better now. But still. So, that's the way, that's cross-examination, if you have to do it. Trump has put on no defense. I don't know what defense there is. I, 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 I can't imagine how The, the the witnesses for uh, Eugene Carroll are lefties and I'm okay fine and they're gonna put and you 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 blogged that Trump was the most despicable person uh-huh yeah I sure did you don't like Trump no but she called me 
mean, she told me this, and she was upset. What does my blog have to do with anything? Yeah, but you don't like Trump. What are you suggesting? What, I'm lying because of this? I'm making this all up? I'm in federal court risking perjury and imprisonment to, to what? So that Trump will win yet another, or, or lose yet another civil case? This isn't even criminal. What does it matter? He's got nine cases, six cases going on. Well, what are you talking about? Then you've got other women who came forward and said these things that are just... Are they going to play the Access Hollywood thing? I don't even know if they're going to do that. Did they play that yet? Anyway. And then people ask this question. Why would Trump do this? If ever you... If ever your defense is, why would my client do this? That's not good. The best defense is, he didn't do it. How do we know he didn't do it? Because he was in Cincinnati. Here he is. He was at. He was speaking at an engagement. Here's the hotel bill. Here he is, uh, let's assume, um, as he spoke in front of all these people, this is what happened. What are you talking about? He wasn't even there. That's the defense you want. That's a good one. That's good. That's real good. Real good. Okay? But, you know. Now, I want you to understand something. And I want you to listen to me and I want you to really pay attention. I'm not here to tell you what you want to hear. It's like going to a doctor and he says, you know, I looked at this. And we've got a we've got a very serious problem here. Oh come on, what? My come on, we've we've uh, we've uh, my my parents lived to be ninety seven years. I got nothing to worry. Excuse me. I don't know what that means, but I've got this result. I'm here to tell you the truth. And the most important thing to do is to never let your feelings get in the way of reality. Be a realist. You have to understand what this thing is happening. Is how it's happening. The Tucker Carlson interpretation, they're making Fox out to be that nobody's watching Fox and Fox doesn't make any money. They're on their way to the coronation. They're happy as a clam. That's okay. They're thinking they lost a million viewers. Okay. They got their carriage fees no matter what. Go ahead. Go ahead. You've got shareholders, you've got people, executives, they don't care anything about what you're saying. But because you may like him, you're interpreting it as though as this is the, this is a statement against the woke, because like, stop, you're, you're, you're reading too much into this. It's, yes, that's a part of it, Obviously, when somebody leaves and numbers go down, that means something. But you act like this is the end of uh, civilization. It's not. Believe me when I tell you that. That is not. What you should be looking at today is what information do they have against President Biden? Who will do the investigation? What will Merrick Garland and the Department of Justice do? Is there any justice, as you would say, that's applicable to either Hunter Biden or to Joe Biden. Because if you put it on the scheme of things, Watergate, which led to, which would have certainly led to 
you know, criminal charges, had nothing to do with just this immediate group of people who wanted to break into that office to win that election involving those people. DNC, um, Ellsberg, I guess, his psychiatrist, and that's it. It was horrible. It was terrible. That's it. What the Biden facts are, at its worst, if you look at the case and you extrapolate it, is basically putting the country at risk, putting the country at risk by virtue of illegal deals and and, uh, coordinated efforts with multinational corporations and, and countries for nothing other than their own personal gain. I want you to understand something. Barack Obama, nobody knows how much money he's got. Nobody knows. But he got that when he was out of office, which is fine. You could argue whether. He did what he did. Two terms. Got out. Got deals, books, and Shell's book, and Spotify this, and boards, and speaking, and house, and Martha's Vineyard, and oh my God. After Bill Clinton. After Joe Biden, while in office. That is the difference. Focus on that. Everything else, you're in office. Now, you've always been in office. You've always been in one way or another. Ricky Lee says, Lionel, thoughts on carnivore diet? Well, Ricky Lee, um, I am telling you, in my opinion, not as a physician, not as an expert. I have no, uh, I'm not an expert. I'm not a doctor. I am the consummate, in my heart, carnivore. Meat tastes to me. I, I could, I, 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 I love it. I think of it every single day. I have not had a shred of anything in 14 years. My blood chemistry is that of an infant. This year, this year I hit 65. I love that number. No other number, no other age turning 30, 40, ah, 65 to me is just this magical number. And I'm going to do everything in my power to make sure that I have endothelial health. And in my humble opinion, it is absolutely beyond any doubt proof to me that the best diet that you can ever have is plant-based. That's it. I don't want to speak against meat, speak against carnivores. I have nothing to say about them. Hunter's meat, I love the taste of it. I think bacon is the most wonderful smell in the world. I think barbecue, barbecue would be my, I could consume, meat's wonderful. Fat, meat, pork, beautiful. So I have nothing to say about the carnivore diet. I am saying that in my opinion, as far as what I've seen, in my, in my, my uh, worldview, 
what I've seen, the greatest, the best, the most important um, thing I've ever done is plant-based. I, I feel better than ever. My friends who are my age, they have a very, very serious uh, obesity problem. Ricky Lee, by the way, thank you. Hand crepitations to you. Ricky Lee, Chucky's in love. I have one friend of mine who says, you know, I've got to lose. This guy's got, uh, you know, people with CPAP and this and cholesterol and they're overweight. It's like, well, what are you doing? What do you want? Especially as you get older. I know where this is important. Your metabolism just stops. <laughs> just what you could eat as a kid. You know it. It's just. And I have all. I'm, I'm going to tell you one thing too. I hate the word vegan. I will never use that term. I don't like the connotation. I don't like it. John McGuire couldn't get higher says, since we're going off topic on your show, how on your bow tie is there a name for a wide knot bow? No, I, I don't think there is a name for it, but there is such, it's the most incredibly important Bow ties are significant for me for a couple of reasons. Number one, I would never wear them as a young younger man. But when you're older, to me, they look. Number two, people say, tie them. It's just like tying a knot. No, it's not. It's the most counterintuitive way of tying. You, it makes no sense at all. None. And I could spend forever getting the right tie, the this, the that. But it's, it's, and, uh, and clip on? Never. 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 I like it to be different shapes and kind of sprezzatura. Let's get something. You ready for this? I told you, 65. I love that number. Numbers mean something to me. Yesterday we went to the get the car filled up. So you go. It's a it's a it's a it's a stretch. And I'm doing this thing, I'm not even paying attention. And it just you know, it clicks me it's full. I get done. I look at the app, whatever it is. It was like $37 even. Wow. I'm thinking, what am I, what am I, what is that about? I don't know. Even. Sometimes I'll just say, I wonder what time it is. One eleven. Eleven eleven. What does that mean? I don't know. I don't know. But I love the symmetry. I just, 12 12. Doesn't about 12 12 doesn't do anything for me. 11 11 does. I don't I I wish people would also think about some things. I wish I wish people would ask themselves. And I'm gonna talk about health for a moment. Because as you get older, in particular, I'm gonna say this. If you don't mind me telling you this, I'm gonna tell you some things which I think would really help you. And research this. The, uh, nutritionfacts.org is my Bible. It's my go-to. I think it's the best thing there is. Nutritionfacts.org. Dr. Michael Greger. There's a, there's a, a YouTube short going around saying, don't eat oatmeal. Oatmeal p- 
prevents the uh, oh uh, not phytates or there's a oatmeal prevents the absorption of certain minerals zinc or whatever it is really okay that's 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 what this is saying and somebody says well yeah but all you have to do is do this but the benefits of grains are greater than this so why are you doing that I don't know <laughs> I, it, it's like it's misleading there's this so let me say this I will never tell anybody, I never tell anybody ever that I'm whole, uh, plant-based. Never. Never. Because they just, they just don't leave you alone. And let me tell you, one of the greatest things in the world, which is so terrific, and for some reason, I've been doing this for years, but all of a sudden now it's big thing, intermittent fasting or fasting. Remember, always check with the doctor. I don't even know what the intermittent fasting is. It doesn't, let me give you an example. If you ate at night, 6 o'clock, and you re-ate, your breakfast was 6 a.m., that's not that unreasonable, right? That's 12 hours. What if it was 6 hours before that? What if it was instead of your last meal was 6 o'clock, what if it was noon? That's an 18-hour, that's intermittent fasting. Try that. What? I've got a friend of mine who says, that's not healthy. No, it's healthy. It's very healthy. You're not going to die. Believe me. And let me tell you what your body does. Listen to me carefully. I have this idea. Your body says, wait a minute, what's this guy doing? Is he, is he dieting? No, he's not. No, he's not dieting. Okay, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Just That was weird just now. We didn't eat. Then it says, wait a minute, he's dieting. That's the second second day in a row. Then, when your body all of a sudden says, okay, we give in, that's the way we got to do it. All of a sudden, watch what happens. You realize, hey, I think I'm losing some weight here. That wasn't so bad. I know, pe- I know this one married couple. If you told them, let's do something tonight. Let's not eat dinner. What? You mean be hungry? Yeah. Be hungry. Oh, no, no, no. That's not good for you. What do you think is going to happen? I don't know, but I I can't do that. Try it. I don't want to get into the diet thing. Because it's always... But I'm telling you right now. Read. Make up your mind. Do whatever you want to do. It's your body. It's your life. Whatever. But intermittent fasting is one of the greatest things ever. Nobody ever even talks about it. They don't even explain it to you. Oh, oh, and by the way, go to your doctor. Go to your doctor. Go to your doctor and ask him, hey, listen, I'm feeling okay. What should I eat? Is your doctor overweight? That's my favorite. Really overweight. It's like, what am I going to you for? What should I eat? I don't know. Uh, stuff. Really? Anyway, I'm going to leave it at that. This bores people. I find uh, a lot of the YouTube and shorts and Instagram, a lot of them, me, it's very, very, very heavy uh, handed. Uh, I don't like to talk about that. I'm going to do a separate channel, I think, on this for people who are interested in it, but it's one of those things. So just do yourself a favor. If you think, like, this cholesterol, what's going on here? My HDL is through the roof. My, my triglycerides, oh my God. Watch what happens if you go plant based. Watch. I love when they say this. 
Where do you get your protein from? From plants. No, no, seriously. From beans and plants. No, I mean it. What about your calcium? From plants. From food. From what? What about, wait a minute. Don't you, don't you, what about protein? Americans love protein. We love this protein. There's more protein in here. Protein's never been a problem. I don't know any doctor who says, you know what, you got to do something. You're not getting enough protein. Or fat. You got to eat more fat. We have a friend of ours who said, well, I'm a, I'm a vegetarian. I'm a, I'm a vegan, but I eat chicken. Well, my doctor told me I had to eat chicken. What? My do- your doctor said that? You have to, and, what, and what would happen if you don't eat uh, animal meat? What would happen? Well, she made the whole thing up. No, no doctor said this. Or maybe they did, but it just... Remember, the misinformation, disinformation problem that social media has, has never applied to diets. I'm going to leave it at that. All right, my friends, I've spoken enough. An hour of four, an hour and four minutes of my life to you. Thank you for your support. Thank you for your love. John McGuire couldn't get higher. Thank you so much. Uh, Ricky Lee, thank you. And you have been just uh, simply, uh, simply irresistible. Uh, whatever you want to call it. Uh, I think, uh, I think our good friend, I think our good friend, Mr. Palmer, said that. All right, we'll see you. By the way, let me uh, remind you, please follow Mrs. L., on Lynn's at Lynn's Warriors a YouTube channel, please subscribe for incredible, incredible, incredible information. Follow her also her Twitter handle at Lynn's Warriors L Y N N S underscore Warriors, and I'm at Lionel Media. Now remember tonight. See you back 7 p.m. Let's do a recap of what's going on today. You have been terrific. Thank you. See you tonight 7 p.m. Duel. Until then, remember. This is very important for you to recognize. This valedictory, this sayonara. The monkey's dead. The show's over. Sue ya. Ta-ta.